What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Richards, and welcome to the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a fresh perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. Coming at you live on Facebook, we got Perry up in here. He's the only dude. Love you, man. I'm glad you're here. Um, Obviously, people can listen to this after the fact on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever you want to listen to it on, or go back and watch it here on Facebook. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best to respond to comments as we go. Maybe more people will come in here, but I imagine with one person in the comments, I'll be just fine. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. I think I was saying before I started the podcast here that I'm pretty sure people just think I died. Uh, you know, I, I was sick last week and I could not do the podcast. It wouldn't be enjoyable for anybody, including myself. So I stayed in bed and rested up. I'm still a little bit stuffy, but um, I've been pounding Dayquil and NyQuil uh, I'm just about 100%. I'd say I'm like 92. Um, but yeah, like before I, before I actually start recording the podcast for iTunes and SoundCloud, I turn on the Facebook live stream and get a little conversation going while I let people join the stream. And I was telling Perry here that I'm pretty sure people just think I died. He got sick and he never came back. And that's the end of it. He's going to give up on abstract sports and we'll never hear from him again. That's not true. And I actually have a lot of cool things to talk about today, guys. So don't Give up on me now. Um, so I actually don't need this section. Uh, I'm going to get rid of that real quick. But some latest blog content to keep you guys updated a little bit. You probably saw the video that came out uh, on our YouTube channel a couple weeks ago. Uh, man, that was time is flying by like crazy. Uh, but me and my friend Jacob, we, we went on a, a little road trip. Just me and him went to Boise and uh, visited a friend. Uh, hung out there for the night, and then the next morning we drove to Salt Lake City for uh, Game 3 between the Warriors and, and Utah Jazz, uh, which I'll uh, talk about here in a minute. I need to add that to my NBA section as well. Oh, my goodness. I'm all over the place. Uh, so, yeah, we went to Salt Lake City, and I thought, why not? Why do I not just you know document my trip? And so I, I took a bunch of videos of of the trip from here to Boise and things that happened in Boise. Um, and I'll, I'll share the link to that video at the end of the podcast. So you guys can, uh, when, when you're done listening to me here or watching me here, you can click that video and give it a watch. If you haven't already, it's pretty entertaining. You know, I had a lot of fun editing it, uh, being the graphic designer that I am. I got to do a lot of work with video and I don't get to get to do that on a daily basis where I work. So, um, that's always really fun. Uh, but yeah, so, Latest blog content is the vlog. I will share that at the end. Um, and I had a lot of fun doing it. I can't wait to do more. I'm actually lo- thinking about opportunities where I can do more vlogging. Um, it's a little weird uh, walking around with a camera and talking to it, especially when I'm by myself. Um, but the more and more I do it, I know that I'm going to get used to it and it's going to be fun. Uh, all I care about is that I'm going to be creating great content for the blog and for you guys to watch. So a um, little bit of a a look into my life as I enjoy sports through my eyes. So, <laughs> um, but let me know what you guys think of that video when I share it. Um, I learned a lot in the process. I have ideas of how I can make it better. I learned that the audio is a little bit strange. If you listen to it on like, um, like laptop speakers or something like that, the, the audio doesn't come through all the way when I was just recording through my phone. Um, the music is all great because that's post-production editing. So, uh, besides that, you know, I think it turned out really well. Um, but I have some other great news. I managed to snag the Twitter handle that I've been trying to get for months. 
So when I had the idea for Abstract Sports, obviously the first thing I did is I tried going to all the different social media outlets and making sure I got a hold of the page usernames and, and handles and everything that I could with the exact spelling of Abstract Sports. But because it's such a cool and original-ish idea, um, there was one that wasn't available and it was on Twitter. So I had to use Abstract Sports with a K, which is really annoying to say to people. It's like, oh yeah, find us on Twitter at Abstract Sports, but it's a K instead of a C. You know why? Because the other one's taken. And I tried getting it. It's really annoying having to explain that. So I did a little bit of recon and the person who has the account, I I went to the Abstract Sports account on Twitter and I looked at the followers and who they were following and tried to find like a commonality and maybe their name had something like, you know, on my personal Twitter, I say founder of Abstract Sports and I have the, the link to, to this Twitter account. So I thought maybe they did that too. Sure enough, I found a guy, uh, shout out to, I can't remember his real name. Uh, I'm going to be sending him a t-shirt though for, for handing over the Twitter handle, but I sent him a tweet. It was a shot in the dark and I was just like, Hey man, I doubt that this is you, but if it is, um, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to part ways with the abstract sports Twitter handle. I see it's been inactive for the last couple of years and I, I could really do a lot of good work with that. And he responded immediately and he was like, yeah, man, I can do that for you. No problem. He's like, I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm, I'm not using it. I, I'll gladly hand it over. And I was so thankful for that. You know, people on the internet can be jerks sometimes, but this guy was totally not super nice guy. And he gave the Twitter handle over to me that evening with no problem. And uh, so, yeah, if you go to Twitter, you can follow us there at Abstract Sports. No K, the exact spelling as you would think it would say, as it would be. Um, And so shout out to that guy. Uh, I'll be sending him a T-shirt for his generosity. I appreciate it. He has no idea. Um, So just uh, before we get into the normal sports topics, I want to talk about some random sports things, Uh, you know, things that I don't normally talk about, but I feel like they're worth covering. Um, So the WNBA got started a couple weeks ago, just before I got sick. Um, I I learned that there are actually only 12 WNBA teams. That's crazy to me. I understand they don't have a huge following yet, and it's still growing. But 12 teams seems really low. Um, but I saw it because, uh, Kobe was in, inter- in an interview, him and his daughter went to that game. I guess his daughter looks up to one of the players on the sparks. Um, and so they showed up for the, uh, for the season opener and there in LA and they interviewed Kobe about, um, you know, why he came out for the day and what it means to support WNBA. And he talked about that a little bit. Um, but WNBA is not all that popular. You see that on the NBA, playoffs action they're always pushing for people to go uh watch some of the games you know they have commercials about it um and you know the the commentators will talk about how skilled the 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 ladies are in the WNBA and they're so fun to watch because they're so fundamentally skilled as players um and it's it's just I I don't know if it's just like the natural sexism in sports that makes it not entertaining like I mean I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything like that but you know, men are biologically, genetically stronger than women. Um, <clears throat> Kristen, this is my cousin. Thanks. Oh, I didn't see her comment. Sorry, I'm not seeing Kristen's comments on Facebook. Hi, Kristen. <laughs> I wonder if there's some certain settings that are making me not see her comments. But um, 
you know, men are just naturally stronger than women. So it's, it's really exciting to watch because of the athleticism, high flying dunks, things like that. And, and WNBA, it's just, it's a lot of just fundamentally sound basketball action. Like, you know, the passing their, their footwork is always impeccable and their form is perfect. They're always taking wide open shots. They're not forcing anything. Um, you know, there's very little dunking. I think Brittany Griner is the only one that can dunk because she's just huge. She's tall. <clears throat> but it kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, there's this thing called the big three. Oh, it says she is watching. Oh, okay. I can't see that. My phone may not, must not show that kind of information. So I, I didn't know that. Uh, well, well, hi, Kristen. Apparently you're watching. That's creepy that Perry's able to tell that, but whatever. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but there's this thing that just came out. It's called the big three. It's like old retired NBA players who want to keep playing professionally in a way. And so I think ice cube is like one of the presidents of this league. And they've, they've got these old players that are going to be in a three on three tournament. I think it's going to happen in the off season of the NBA. So it gives people something to watch that's related to NBA. Um, but it kind of begs the question, like, what about a co-ed league, a professional co-ed league for like, you know, whether it's like retired NBA players and WNBA players or just retired athletes, what if they wanted to participate in a co-ed league, um, have it be competitive and, you know, maybe they can get some pay and it could be uh, largely based around like nonprofit organizations. Um, sorry, Kristen. Perry says not no more. She's not watching anymore. I scared her away. Dang it, Perry. I'm sorry. I was just trying to welcome her. But on my phone, where I'm broadcasting from, apparently I don't have all the information I need. But I think a professional athlete's co-ed basketball league would be so fun to watch. It would be really easy to set up. Um, it could be televised. I mean, I mean, it could also work in, like, track and field. You know, say say they do the 4x400-meter uh, relay, they could, have, they could alternate girl-guy, girl-guy. Or they can even choose the order they want to hand the baton off in um, and make it a little bit of a different sport, you know. I think just by mixing it up a little bit, it kind of speaks to the equality that we're trying to get across in sports, even though we have the the, the sexual separation of male-female. Uh, put it together in a co-ed sport and make that competitive. I think that would be really interesting to see. It could go for anything, softball, a softball league, uh, soccer league, man, I think that'd be really interesting, but I just think there's not enough market for it. Um, so that's the, the random sports stuff for the day. Uh, but I do want to talk about, I mean, Perry's the only one here, so he's going to be the first one to hear about it. I know that AJ, uh, one of my good buddies, he already did this, but, uh, get like Shaq and Barkley. Yeah. Those guys could, I mean, they're always doing stuff for TNT. So if it's the off season, maybe they will be like commentators for the big three. Uh, Perry's saying to get, get Shaq and Barkley to be a part of the big three. I think they would be into that. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they're actually judges for the the Dunk King competition that happens before uh, around the NBA playoff time. But, anyways, we are going to do a T-shirt giveaway, and I have I've already made the post up on our Facebook page about it. You can go check that out, um, Facebook.com/slash/AbstractSports. Um, the first couple things that I did for the giveaway didn't really work. Nobody ended up qualifying based on the rules that I set up and I did make it complicated because I'm like, you know, I'm on a budget and I don't, I don't want to like 
be giving away shirts left and right. So I made it a little bit more difficult. You got to work for it. But they didn't work. So um, I, I talked to AJ at work, actually. He's one of my coworkers, good friends. And he helped me figure this out. So here's what's going to happen for the t-shirt giveaway, guys and girls. Um, I made a post on Facebook. Um, if you go to facebook.com slash abstract sports, you should see a post on there just below this podcast stream um, that says abstract sports t-shirt giveaway. And here's how you enter. So there's a photo with two shirts there. There's one that's a charcoal gray shirt with the white logo on it and a white shirt with the uh, charcoal gray logo on it. And the step one of how to enter is you have to react to the photo with the emoji that aligns with the shirt you'd like to win. So for the charcoal gray shirt, you put up a wow emoji. For the white shirt, you put up a heart emoji for love. And that's the first step. Step two, you share that post from the Facebook page. It has to be from the Facebook page because that's the only way I can keep track of who is sharing it. Um, And when you share it, you are to uh, give your thoughts regarding this question. And this is the weekly question that I'll be giving at the end of this podcast today. And it, it is, it's not really a question. It's more of a, you know, open-ended thought. And it says to talk about the importance of development in sports. This intangible aspect can apply to any profession. So feel free to talk about how development relates to you and your field of work. So, you know, development, meaning like working on your game or making yourself better, uh, you know, player development, character development, personal development. Um, how do you see that show up in sports and then try to relate it back to your own life? Uh, that's kind of the idea. You know, there's things in sports that line up that have that parallel uh, everyday schmoes like myself who do podcasts about sports. Every day I'm a, we- I'm a web designer by day, but I love to talk about sports. And so I could talk about for days how development is an important part of my job as a web designer. So, That's the question you'll be, uh, when you share it, you'll give your thoughts there and we'll use what you say on your post, um, potentially in the next podcast on Wednesday next week. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what people say. I know, um, you know, they're looking forward to a free t-shirt, but I'm also looking forward to what they have to say about that because, um, the whole idea is to generate a discussion around the important things uh, that relate to our blog. And that, that, that is the intangibles, um, in sports. Uh, and then there's a step three that is optional. But you can do it for benefit uh, of getting an extra entry into the drawing for the t-shirt. So step three is optional. If you tag a friend in your post to get their thoughts on the question, you will be entered into the drawing twice. You can only tag one friend for a total of one extra entry. So you can have two entries in the drawing if you tag a friend, share it with your thoughts, and react to the photo for which shirt you want. Um, That way, I know that when I go get the shirts printed, I can print up the one that you, uh, for the winner, um, and then I'll print out a couple extras for, uh, the, for people I want to give some to as well as myself. So, so there you go. That's how you enter for the t-shirt, uh, giveaway. Uh, the winner will be announced at the end of, uh, our live podcast next Wednesday. That show starts at seven mountain time and nine o'clock Eastern. You do not have to be present to win. So good luck. And that is how you enter. So let's talk about some MLB real quick. Um, I'm actually going to keep this one a little bit short as, uh, the NFL is a little longer, but Basketball action is going to take up a lot of the time here. So MLB action. Uh, I actually have risen from the darkness of 10th place in my fantasy baseball league, which I'm super excited about. Um, I have a one and a half point separation from last place, and I am about seven points behind uh, eighth place, which I believe is my good friend Charlie. Um, 
You guys probably know him from being in the podcast before. Uh, but right now, my team tonight is doing pretty terribly. They're batting 6 of 34, making for a 176 batting average. Uh, three runs scored, one home run today by, uh, who was it? That was uh, Kevin Pillar of Toronto. And then uh, three RBIs. So pretty weak tonight. I, I'm pretty sure I'll be passed up by the 10th place team again by the end of the day. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I have no pitchers in right now, so that's nice. Um, as far as baseball news, I really don't have that much. Um, since I'm a, a Tim Tebow fanatic, I will mention that he did go on a cold streak. He was like 0 for 12 after he had his, his nice start to his season. And then to break his cold streak, he does nothing better. You know, the only way to break a cold streak for Tim Tebow, I guess, is to hit a home run. So that's what he did. Uh, Perry says, go Rangers. There's some good MLB action. Go Rangers. Aren't they doing really well? If I remember right, they're up there. Standings. Let's see here. I'm pretty sure they're they're doing really well. Texas Rangers are 24 and 22. I guess they're second in the AL West. <clears throat> Perry says, I will be last. Yeah, I probably will, man. But at least it's fun. It's not like I'm not trying. I think that's the important thing. I'm putting forth the effort to change my lineup, pay attention to the numbers and everything, and uh, try to do well. That's all I can ask for. I mean, if I'm doing terribly, I'm okay. I'll, I mean... If I end up getting last, all I can say is that I did my best. And that's not lying. That's not cliche. That's fact. Oh, they won 13 of the last 15. So, yeah, the Texas Rangers are doing pretty well. But that's that's where I'm going to leave it for baseball. I have a lot of stuff to talk about in the NBA, so I'm going to keep moving along. But next up is the NFL, National Football League. No longer stands for the No Fun Football League. We'll get into that in just a second. Um but for the more more interesting story, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are interested in acquiring Colin Kaepernick. He actually worked out for the team today. It'll be interesting to see the headlines tomorrow, see how that went. Uh, they were also looking into maybe RG3. Uh, one of these two guys could come in to back up uh, Russell Wilson. And um, my friend AJ at work, he's like, one thing that excites me about uh, Colin Kaepernick playing for the Seahawks is that, uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? The coach for the Seahawks. Oh my gosh. How am I blanking on this right now? Wow. Pete Carroll. There it is. Wow. That took me way too long. Thanks, Google. Saving my life. But uh, he said that Pete Carroll is just dumb enough. <laughs> I think that's what he said. Or he's crazy enough to uh, put two quarterbacks in the backfield. I think that would make for some interesting football, honestly. But two run, two uh, quarterbacks who can threaten with the run as well, uh, but they both have heck, uh, super good arms. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Um, but we all know there's a ton of beef surrounding Colin Kaepernick. A ton of people hate him uh, because of his uh, peaceful protests that he did last year, uh, kneeling for the national anthem, sitting for the national anthem, etc. Um, I've seen people say that he deserves to go without a job um, or he did it to himself. You know, all those things. My thoughts on that? You can't really talk crap about a guy who believes he's doing the right thing in the moment, no matter how controversial it is, uh, especially when it falls within his rights. You know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like to each their own. You know, he's supporting a cause that he believes in. He's doing it peacefully. You know, it. whatever. Just what? Not, there's nothing to be said there for me. 
Uh, but the only thing that I have against him in the whole situation is that he he didn't end up voting in the presidential election. I guess somebody asked him how how the polling place was, and he's like, I didn't vote. I didn't. I don't pay attention to voting. And you know, if you're a guy who's trying to make an impact in the in a social way and in a big way about a civil move, a civil rights movement and activity, um, it's kind of weird that he didn't want to vote for somebody. Um, or at least place a vote where he thinks it will count in terms of his beliefs, at least on the uh, civil rights front, you know. So that that kind of kind of bugged me a little bit. But you know, it's like if he's trying to make a statement on a social issue, he probably should have have some inclination of who to vote for and be paying attention to those types of things because they have a big impact on uh, how people carry their business about you know like uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, etc. Uh, it's it's just weird that he didn't vote. That's all I have to say. That's the only beef I have for him, uh, you know, because one thing that I mentioned before is that uh, his jersey sales, like, skyrocketed when he was doing the, his peaceful protest last year. And during, like, during that time, you know, people would think, oh, he's just reaping the benefits of this pro- protest for his personal gain. And, no, it's like he, he took 100% of those profits and uh, put them towards – uh, the community and, and helping out with the community and education things like that. So can't knock the dude. He has, he has a good head on his shoulders minus him not voting when it could really make an impact. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I think he's handled the situation with professionalism. He's, he backs up his points. He can talk really well around what he's, what he believes in. Uh, he hasn't been in the media for anything regarding not being on a team yet. Um, you know, he, he wasn't complaining or anything. He was just kind of working, and he had a workout today with the Seahawks. Looking forward to see what that says. Uh, some other things in the NFL. Uh, according to ESPN, uh, NFL owners voted uh, just the, just yesterday on a proposal that would reduce overtime for in regular season games from 15 down to 10 minutes. And uh, apparently that did pass. Um, the only impact that could have is that we could see more tied games. Um you know, but that's if a if a game goes to overtime in the first place, which is pretty rare, uh, then have it go ten minutes without a score. But last year we did see a good handful of ties, um, so maybe it'll that number will jump up a little bit. It could could change the playoff picture down the road. Um, sorry, I keep pausing to drink water. My my uh, my throat's kind of bugging me because I'm still a little bit sick, uh, and I'm just trying to get by without having to talk too loudly. Um, I hope all the microphones are working. Oh my gosh! It's next week will be better. Trust me. Uh, good thing I have the 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 T-shirt giveaway to pay attention to because that doesn't involve much talking over the next week or so. Um, another thing that the league voted on uh, was to skip the seventy-five man roster cut. Uh, apparently, they they cut down from like 90, 95 or ninety-three players on their roster down to seventy-five at one point, but instead. They're making it just one cut from 90-whatever down to 53. Um, and as Connor Orr of NFL.com says, uh, trimming 37 players at once will make for some enjoyable organized chaos. You know, coaches will have to make quicker decisions. Um, but anyways, they're cutting it down to a just a one cut on the NFL roster. Um, should be interesting. But one thing that I'm excited about is that celebrations are back. Yeah, that's right. Uh, players can now celebrate with their team. They can use props. Like um, they can go down and do snow angels and stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah, like I'm super stoked about that. We're going back to the Chad Ochocinco era and the Terrell Owens era of like popcorn in the face, uh, you know, stuff like that. I'm I'm super stoked on that. So we'll have to see see what kind of celebrations Antonio Brown can come up with. Um, I know he's he's a pretty crazy celebrator, um, but that's really I don't know. That's really exciting. Celebrations are back. It's no longer the no fun league. It is the now fun league. Yay. We're fun again, guys. Woohoo! Man. The, so the wind here in Idaho falls is kind of crazy right now. We've had like 60 mile an hour gusts all day. And, uh, so like, if you see the light in the background, kind of like dimming and getting, getting brighter, it's because there's a tree that's wavering in, in front of my window. And it just looks like a strobe light in here at times. It's kind of fun. Uh, how's it going, Charles and Marcos? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, although you are getting here a little late, you haven't missed that much. Um, I've just been, uh, trying to get my sickly voice through the points, uh, talked a little bit about NFL, a little bit about MLB, uh, and the t-shirt giveaway. I see there's a few more people in here now. There's four of you. Um, just to let you know, there is a t-shirt giveaway, uh, on our page. Uh, if you, you know, later after this or, if you're just watching it on our page, the podcast on our page right now, uh, there's a post right underneath this broadcast it says abstract sports t-shirt giveaway has all the rules there on how to enter. Um, it's really easy compared to what I had before uh, set up for the giveaway. So uh, go ahead and do that and uh, good luck on winning a t-shirt and we'll announce it next week on the podcast. Um, so there's that for you. And that's all I've got for NFL besides one thing. So AJ, I think if, if he's still in here, uh, he runs a blog called Dapper Sports. You can go check it out at dappersports.com, uh, facebook.com slash dappersports. Let me make sure that that's the correct link for you guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dapper Sports 1. So if you go over there, uh, he's got some pretty cool content. You know, he's he's getting back into the, the flow of things a bit. He just had a, a brand new baby. Uh, congratulations to him and his wife. Uh, cute little guy. I got to meet him today. Uh, but anyways, uh, he pitched an idea to me. Uh, well, we sort of been talking about an idea of putting together a fantasy football league for bloggers. Uh, Marcos on Facebook says, do you have big Haas sizes? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get the t-shirt printed uh, when I find out who the win- winner is so that I can get the correct size. So if you happen to win, I will get your size. And we'll make it happen. I don't even care what size. I'll I'll do it, man. <clears throat> um, so we're gonna do a fantasy football league for bloggers, and I know that you know you guys may not may not have a sports blog. That's fine, but I'm just putting this out there for anybody who comes across this and wants to join this league. I know myself and AJ with Dapper Sports will get involved, so it'll be Abstract Sports, Dapper Sports, and I know of a couple other people who have contributed to my blog on Abstract Sports who might be interested. And so we'll be reaching out to people over the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, the NFL season starts around September. So we're going to try to get this league put together. Hopefully we can get at least like 10 teams. Um, but I think that'll be really fun because we can all uh, be talking about a league that has all these other blogs in it. So it'll be a good promotion for all of us. But we're also being active in the field of sports blogging. So should be exciting. We'll see what happens there. But let's move on to the NBA. And I'm going to try to keep my, my voice a little bit down. 
uh, because it is trying to kill me right now. <laughs> so, uh, first off, I'll start off by saying that Game 3 in Salt Lake City between the Warriors and Jazz was really fun. Um, I'll, I'll actually be honest and say it wasn't quite as exciting as the Game 4 between the Clippers and Jazz because that one... <coughs> Excuse me. At at the the Clippers Jazz game, there wasn't a ton of Clippers fans, so it was a lot of Jazz fans. It got really loud in there. Uh, whereas at the the Warriors game, it was not nearly as loud um, for the Jazz, just because there were so many Golden State fans who were just being quiet, you know. Um, so that made it a little bit interesting. <coughs> oh, excuse me, guys. I'm really sorry. But it was still pretty exciting. There was a lot of drama in that game we went to. Uh, Me and my friend AJ, or not AJ, it was Jacob who went to that game with me. Um, But uh, Draymond Green was like making some hand gestures to the crowd saying, look at the the series, it's 2-0. And, you know, there's all that drama. And then Kevin Durant giving a good two-arm shove to to Rudy Gobert, uh, gave him a, a flagrant one. So there were just a lot of things like that that made the game really exciting, but the Warriors ran away with the win. Uh, still a lot of fun. Uh, and then, you know, the the Jazz go on to get eliminated by the Warriors in a four-game sweep. Or Yeah, in game four, they ended up getting swept. Um, AJ was actually at that game, fun fact. Uh, and then the Warriors go on to play the Spurs, and I'll talk about that a little bit now. Um, I'm not going to go game by game because that series wasn't quite as close of a contest. Um, we all know game one, uh, Kawhi Leonard went down with a rolled ankle, pretty controversial call where Zaza Pachulia stepped out, tried to close out on him. Uh, he put an extra step in there and Kawhi Leonard came down on his foot. In my personal opinion, I don't think he did it on purpose. Um, but you know, when you're closing out on a guy, you do have to be kind of careful when he's up in the air. Um, that's why they give out fouls for that type of stuff. So um, it was unfortunate. I don't think he meant to do it. Um, apparently, Zaza Pachulia has been receiving threats from uh, Spurs fans. Uh, they've threatened to like sue him and, and the NBA for uh, costing their team a potential uh, birth to the NBA Finals. Um, you know, I I think that's just ridiculous because he's taking taking on threats from Spurs fans who are supposed to be pretty classy considering the team that they back. Um, but also they've been there. Like these fans are also threatening his family and his kids. So he's had, he had to get like extra security for his kids at school. And he's like, he's like, look, I, I don't think it's all Popovich's fault. Cause uh, uh, coach Popovich went off on, on that whole situation, like in several interviews. And so, He's like, I don't blame it all on him because, you know, the fans ran with it after that. But he's like, he did kind of stir the pot a little bit. And I'm taking my family's. He's like, I don't mind taking the flack for it. I'm a grown man. I can do that. But my family, when it when you bring my family into this, it's like, OK, this is too much. Like, What are you doing? Um, that's just not OK. But anyways, uh, the Warriors went on to sweep the Spurs um, without Kawhi Leonard Um you know, the Spurs still put up a good fight. It wasn't like it was um, a blowout for in favor of the Warriors. They kept it kind of close. Um, and a lot of their younger guys got a lot of good experience that they wouldn't have otherwise had if Kawhi Leonard was there. Um, also, Zaza Pachulia in Game 2 ended up going out with like a shoulder injury or something weird like that. So 
kind of an interesting situation, but the Warriors are now, they're one of three teams to ever sweep the first three series in the NBA playoffs. Um, so go undefeated into the finals. Uh, so the other three teams, other two teams are the 88, 89 Lakers, I believe. And then a Shaq and Kobe era team for the Lakers and now the Warriors. So pretty interesting stuff. Um, also in that series, uh, Steph Curry passed Kobe Bryant for playoff a uh, number of playoff three mo- three pointers made, um, and I, I don't think that's a big surprise because Kobe wasn't all wasn't always like a a big time three point shooter. You know, he was more of just a natural scorer from everywhere, mostly mid range, um, and so Curry passing Kobe in three pointers made in playoffs. I mean, Kobe did have a long career. Curry hasn't played a quarter of the amount of time he has. But passing him three-pointers really says a lot about how great of a shooter he is. But one of my favorite moments after that series is, you know, I'm a huge fan of sportsmanship. Like when a player gets knocked down during a game, if the other team's player reaches down to pick him up, I think that's a pretty cool little gesture. You don't see that very often in competitive sports. Especially like NFL, NBA, you know, the, the ones that are extremely competitive. Okay, they're all really competitive guys. Don't don't blow up about that. <laughs> um, but I love seeing the sportsmanship after a series is over, especially um, the Spurs. In their situation, they they know they were matched up against a team that was just way better than them, especially when they didn't have their star player in Kawhi Leonard. And so they, you know, after the game, they all exchanged hugs and and handshakes and stuff, and words with each other, all kind words. I love watching the end of a game like that just because of the emotion of it. You know, one team is moving on to the the pinnacle of NBA competition in the finals. Other team is going home to see their family. So it's kind of like, you know, their season is over, but they can take a break now and go stay with their, be with their family for the next few months, you know? Um, But after the game, they're interviewing Manu Ginobili because this could have been his, his last game ever in his career. Um, and you know, in in his interview, he it didn't he he seemed to feel like the fans were chanting his name and stuff, like you know, like he was going to retire. He's like, it seems like he thinks it was too soon. Um, I think he wants to play at least another year. He says that he thinks he can, um, and so we'll we'll see what happens there. But um, you know, he's from Argentina, and uh, there were reporters there asking him questions in Spanish, and and at one point, one of the reporters, one of the reporters. After a, he answered a question in Spanish, another reporter in English is like, Manu, you didn't just retire in Spanish, did you, Manu? And he just, the whole room just dies laughing. And it was one of the coolest moments ever just because like that, that reporter deserves a medal. Um, he read the room just perfectly, jumped right in there. <laughs> made, <laughs> <coughs> oh my gosh, excuse me. Um, but just made everybody laugh. I love that. Um, <clears throat> but I, you know, Manu Ginobili has had a great career. I don't, I'm kind of indifferent on whether he comes back to play next year. I just want him, I want him to do him. I want him to be happy. Um, the guy has played like what, 18 to 20 years. He's almost 40 now. Um, has four rings with the Spurs and he only started three of the years he played for the team. Uh, all the other years he came off the bench and he was glad to do that. And that says a lot about his character and the person that he is. And Greg, Greg Popovich even said that himself. Um, you know, he's one of the greatest human beings he's ever met is what he, what he said. Uh, Perry on Facebook says he won't retire. Probably will when Parker does, 
you know, I I would love to see them have a little uh, farewell tour of their own. They kind of deserve it. It's like the end of an era in Spurs country, you know. Uh, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili leaving. I mean, it, how crazy would it be if Tim Duncan and those two retired at the same time? That team would be going through some hard times. Um, but, I mean, they with Kawhi Leonard, he's a great uh, foundation for that team. Put some good guys around him, and they'll do some big things with – uh, even without Ginobili and Tony Parker, I hope maybe I think it would be cool to see one more year uh, out of those two, and then we can follow that story next season. So now to get into the Cleveland series, this one is kind of crazy. You know, uh, first two games seemed like the the Cavs were just going to sweep everybody. Uh, Marcos on Facebook says he looks like he still has some gas in the tank. Yeah, man, I totally agree. And like I was saying, like at the end of that game, the fans were kind of chanting like Manu, Manu. Like, they were giving him a send-off, like, thank you for everything, you know. And in his interview after the game, he seemed conflicted. He's like, yeah, I will need three or four weeks. But, uh, like, just in his his mannerisms and stuff, you could just see that he's like, I feel like I could still play. Like, don't be saying goodbye to me yet. But he's still going to give it some time to, you know, let the emotions subside, and then he'll give the correct answer. I hope he stays. I, I think he could do one more year. Um. <clears throat> So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people watching the NBA have sort of written off this postseason as it's going to be a re-rematch between the Warriors and the Cavs. And so I think going into the Cavs series, especially with the Warriors just sweeping the Spurs like that, people were thinking the Cavs were going to do the exact same thing. You know, they won the first game 117-104 to against Boston, and Boston has home court advantage, don't forget that. Um, and so that's the one thing that kind of had me on edge. I'm like, I don't know if they'll sweep just because of the home court advantage. Um, but Boston did give up two losses in, in the garden. Uh, game two was a, a historical loss. I want to say it was one of the worst losses in postseason history. Um, I mean, it's gotta be, but Cleveland beat Boston in Boston, 130 to 86. And that game was a 40 point game at halftime. It wasn't even, wasn't even close. And after that game is when um, they announced that Isaiah Thomas is going to be out for the rest of the season uh, with a hip injury. And apparently it's been aggravating him, or aggravated over the course of the end of the season and beginning of the playoffs. He re-aggravated it against the Wizards. And I guess after that big blowout loss, they're like, you know what? Let's just let you get some recovery time. I don't think he wanted to uh, force it too much. Maybe it is that bad. But one thing that I have to say about that is that that guy goes hard every game. He, you know, he's only 5'9". He's, like, barely taller than I am. And, you know, I'm, like, 5'7 5'8", maybe. Um, and he goes hard all the time. He, he cuts to the basket, goes up. And it seems like every time he goes up like that in the paint, he, he ends up falling down or something into the cameraman behind the basket. So he does, his body te- probably takes more of a wear than most other players do just because of his size. Um, so I wonder if that has something to do with it. Perry on Facebook says... Boston still has a chance. It would be nice if they pull it out. Yeah, well, I mean, the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. Why can't the Cavs blow a 3-1 lead? But it's just kind of funny that, you know, game three in Cleveland, Boston comes back and wins. Uh, what's funny about that game three, um, they ended up, well, they won They won the game 111-108 to thanks to Avery, Avery Bradley's last-second three-point shot that bounced around the rim, let a couple seconds tick off, went through the hoop with .1 to go. Um but I, was, I have a group chat going with my buddies. If you watch the podcast with my friend Corbin, 
Uh, he's in that group chat with my friend Clay and Charles. You guys probably know if you if you've been in the podcast before, you've probably seen their names once or twice. Um, but we have a, a group chat going, and um, they were all just kind of like, I mean, we were we were all just kind of like, I don't know if I want to watch the game because it's probably going to be another blowout. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, I don't want to miss something. And uh, sure enough, as the game starts getting close, Boston kept it to like, got it down to within 12. And I'm like, Boston's staying in this thing, guys. I'm like, they're down by 12 right now. And then I just proceeded to give, I proceeded to text into the group chat as the deficit dwindled down to two, you know, it, down to nothing in the final seconds, really. I was just like 12, 10, 7, 5, 3. Oh my gosh. And then Clay ended up tuning in. He's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, and then they got to see the buzzer beater. Like that was, that was pretty exciting to watch Boston of all teams come back without Isaiah Thomas and get a win against the Cavaliers. LeBron had a terrible game. He shot like four of 11. He had 11 points. I think he's averaging like 30 plus in the postseason this year. And he just didn't show up in that game. Apparently they're saying that he was sick in game three and game four. So he wasn't, he didn't have the energy he normally does, which I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but in his post game interviews, he didn't sound sick. I mean, like, listen to me, I'm sick still. And I I don't think you can blame it on that. He just didn't show up to those games. And, you know, a lot of people are saying like MJ never did that. It's like, come on, dude, he's human. You know, he can't just perform a hundred, like, he can't just do that every day. He can't be successful every day. You got to have a down day. It's just how it goes. Um, then going into game four, uh, you know, the Celtics had the lead for most of that game. Like the, throughout the first half, they were up by 10 most of the time. Um, and then the, the Cavaliers just ended up pulling it out. Basically what happened, uh, LeBron had four fouls early in the first half. And I want to say, maybe even the first quarter. So he was sitting out the first half for the most part. And then Kyrie, Kyrie Irving himself, I, I'm calling him the closer from now on. That guy is clutch. Uh, but he dug deep for his team and ended up scoring a career playoff high of 42 points, and they get the win. So uh, it'll be game five uh, tomorrow, and that's going to be in Boston. Uh, you know, Boston is trailing the series 3-1. to one. It could be an elimination for them. Uh, so we'll see what Boston comes out with, with the fans and all the excitement and the rage. I know I'm looking forward to that. <clears throat> but let's get into uh, the weekly question. So um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, last week's question was, describe an instance where you've seen exemplary or non-exemplary effort in sports. How do you think it impacts the game? And that's you know, I'm keeping it pretty open-ended lately just because I want to try to get a discussion going. Um, and I'll just kind of give my thoughts from a few different angles from different sports and where I think effort shows up and why it's important. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, right? Like a lot of these intangibles are things that you could be teaching to a youth basketball team or a youth sports team uh, to teach them the values uh, that show up in sports but are also important in real life um, outside of the basketball court or the baseball field or the football field. But one bad example of effort, I would say, is James Harden's defense. He's been in the highlights so much uh, where a guy will be driving down the lane and he'll just, like, step out of the way. He won't even try to defend the guy, won't even put a hand up. And as they say, hand, hand down, man down. Um, 
So he's just he doesn't have all the effort. It's not all there. He's not. I mean, he's not never been known for a great defensive player. He stepped his game up a little bit this year, um, but last year he was on Shacked and a fool all the time for that stuff, and it's just sad. You know, play both ends of the ball, man. You, it's part of your job. Um, but another example I like to think of is it's it's those like small things that separate you from other players that make you the best. For example, like Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., and like uh, Julian Edelman even. Like their route running, you know, they, some guys will be lackadaisical in their route running where they'll just kind of like do the thing and they'll try to get open and they don't, and then they'll just kind of move around, try to get open. Well, if you, if you run your routes hard, like you're trying to do sprints, that's how you get guys on their, on their heels and you get past them. Like those guys, when they, when they stop, they stop on a dime and go a different direction. That's all effort, you know, and focus, determination, all those things like you, you know what you need to do. You know where the ball is going to be at the end of the play. So do what you got to do until that point. And if that means like running up 10 yards, stopping and turning and then flipping around and going the opposite direction, like if you do that full out, the other, the defender is going to harder, have a harder time defending it. I mean, it's just plain common sense. But another example that I know I've, I've experienced playing softball in community sports is that, like when you when you hit the ball, you don't just like slowly jog to the plate thinking that they're gonna catch the ball because I mean in softball, I know when I was an outfielder, I would drop that thing all the time. So I don't know, like when when you hit the ball, it's if if it's a pop fly, you never know what's gonna happen. Maybe the sun's gonna get in their eyes, uh maybe they they lost the ball and they can't find it. Like when you hit the ball up in the air, just start running full out. Cause if they happen to drop it, you could be at the third base standing up by the time they drop the ball. Um, who knows? Might even get a, a little league home run, make it to home plate. <laughs> but it's little things like that that can really set you apart from other players. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I I brought up a couple of like non-exemplary things, but another person that shows up in effort, I mean, he seems to show up in all the intangibles, but that's Russell Westbrook. Like he puts everything into every play. If you just watch him, the look on his face says he's trying hard. So I think it's one of those things that's really important. You know, um, there's this there's this entrepreneur guy that I like to listen to. His name's Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, and he's kind of a, he's a really vulgar guy, but he has a lot of great advice in terms of like taking control of your career and uh, motivating yourself and things of that nature. Um, and one thing that I can relate this effort thing to is that he, he has this this spiel where he talks about uh, speed over over quality. So so for example, like you know if if you're trying to proceed in your career, you need to work fast on your day to day stuff. So like the way I can relate to that is like I'm a web designer, so <clears throat> you know I need to like when I'm doing the things I'm doing. I need to be going as fast as I can while be producing the best work I can um, during the day. And then when I go home, I can do research to kind of decompress. And then when I hit hit the the business day again, I go hard. That's kind of how I see effort. It's like when you're when you're at work, you go all out. And then when you're in practice, you can kind of take it a little bit slower, uh, digest a lot more of the information, um, and then go hard when you when the time matters. So. Um, that's one way that I can relate. Uh, I'm sure you guys can find other ways as well. Um, but now for the fun part. So 
So we've talked about the T-shirt giveaway, and part of it is that you have to uh, give your thoughts on what on the on development in sports. Um, so next week's question, if you uh, want to share this, uh, share that post on our Facebook page and give us your thoughts on uh, the the importance of development in sports. Um, you'll be entered into the drawing, but you also have to react to the photo so that we know which shirt you want to get. Um, but next week's question that we'll be answering on Wednesday is uh, talk about the importance of development in sports. Uh, and this is a question that can apply to really any profession. Um, but talk about how you've seen or heard of it in sports and feel free to talk about how it relates to you and your field of work. So I, I gave an example of how I, I use effort in my day-to-day uh, I always try to relate these things back to my my life because they show up everywhere. Um, so I look forward to hearing your guys' questions next week or your answers to that question next week. Um, also, giving out a T-shirt. I mean, I'm going to announce who's going to win it, but I'm not going to get it printed until I know who's who won so I can get the, the right size. Uh, Kel, uh, Perry on Facebook says, Kelly got out of the room. <laughs> oh, get out of the room. <laughs> Perry said, get out of the room. <laughs> He said, LOL, JK, miss you too. <coughs> yeah, she's she's running errands while I'm doing trivial things like this. <laughs> but I did the dishes last night, so it's okay. Um, but anyways, that's all I've got for you guys. Uh, I know this, this podcast was way shorter than usual. It's like 50 minutes long. Um, and I'm still going to have to cut some things out because of my nasty cough. But... Um, you know, this one's a little short just because of that reason. My voice is a little bit blah. Um, I also didn't get a lot of people in here like I normally do. That's all right, though. Uh, if you want to get involved with Abstract Sports, if you want to maybe get involved on a podcast, I can give you a call. We can talk about some sports. Um, you can head over to abstractsports.com, shoot us an email with our contact form, and you can see the link in the footer. Or you can email us at hello at abstractsports.com. Or you can just message me if you know me or uh, drop a line on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll get back to you, and maybe we can uh, get something going. Um, but uh, just so you know, you can find this uh, podcast after the fact on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, you name it. Um, let us know how our content is. We we love getting the feedback. It always helps. But for the first time, I'm happy to say that you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram all at the same handle. It's just Abstract Sports. Shout out to the dude on Twitter for handing that over. Much appreciation. You'll be getting a t-shirt as soon as I can find a winner for this competition next week. Um, but be sure to follow and like our page on Facebook. Um, you know, we go live every Wednesday for the podcast, but we're also trying to uh, put some filler information out there, uh, things that are happening during the week in the sports world. So go ahead and hit that like and follow button. Uh, and uh, let me really quickly, I'm going to drop a link to the latest YouTube video, the vlog that I put together from the game in Salt Lake against the Warriors uh, and Jazz. I'm going to drop that in the comments here in just a second. And so when you're done watching this podcast, you can click that link and uh, see what I've come up with. I hope you enjoy it. There it is. And so on that note, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kyle Richards, and you just listened to the Abstract Sports Podcast. We'll see you next Wednesday.